Hi, my name is JC Colbertson. Hi, my name is Sharon Colbertson. And we will be talking about if pets should be incorporated in the family structure and um, supporting evidence that uh, I think supports it. So I'm going to first ask you how old you were when you had your first pet. The first pet that I remember, I was probably three or four. But my mom says I learned to walk with a dog by holding its tail. Hmm. I so, don't remember that dog, though. Um, so, you think that's, like, an important... You think that was, like, an important part of your childhood, of, like, having that pet? Yes. What was the pet's name? Hershey. It was a little weenie dog. Little dogs. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. Now, after how like when Hershey died, did you get another one? Um, no, we got well. Maybe shortly afterwards, we always had some kind of animal in the house, always. So it just didn't stop at pet or dogs. It was like cats. Not a lot of cats when I was little. No, I had cats when I got older, but not a lot of cats. Well, what other animals did you have? I had a mouse named Burger Bear, and I had, I brought gerbils home from my class. You stole them? No. (laughs) (laughs) No, we would take turns taking them home for the weekend, but I always had stuff. I always had different kinds of animals. I always wanted a horse. Yeah, no um, thanks. Yeah, I do. You don't like them, but I did when I was little. Um, begged my mom for one, but I never got it. But yeah, always had dogs. Um, so, like, you do you credit uh, your wiener dog to, like, how you are as a adult now? Like, was it Vital in your development as a character? No, but I think it gives you a sense of belonging. Like, you have that pet, and you get to name it, and it follows you around. You, and I had a chicken, too, and I had ducks. And the chicken thought <laughs> it was its mom because I got it out of the incubator, and it did sleep in my room. Yeah. <laughs> but, like... So you don't think it was vital to your adult development? Like responsibility. Oh, yeah. Responsibility. Feeding, yes. We always Compassion. had Compassion. Yes. Yes. Um, Discipline. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, how to talk to your children. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. I would say the same for me. Because I remember our first pet was Maya. Even though I was young when she died. She was like, I just remember being having to be gentle because she was older and... Yeah, we had her before you were born. Yeah. Gentle. But it also taught, you know, you didn't make us feed her, but, like, you encouraged us, you know, to help out with the chores with her. Um, And then when she passed away, we got Landon, which is, I kind of call her my actual childhood dog. I wasn't young enough to name her... But I was old enough to grow up with her. So, like, she's kind of always was there. But she was y'all's keeper. Right. 
she was she took care of y'all right she was my guard dog like i didn't have to worry about <laughs> the warden anybody <laughs> coming in the house if she was there exactly right and then we had uki and just we always had cats ollie poupon gator yeah ollie gator I just thought about that. Uh, And y'all had your rats. Peyton had his rats. (laughs) I don't remember their names. I had my bird, Juno, and then Nike. And then I had Dingo, my ferret. And... We got Kelly. Kelly, Hachi, Lilo, Mila... And I'm sure there'll be more in the future of dogs. Oh, and we have Soria and Nyla and, of course, the double OG bucket. Exactly. <laughs> um, but I think they're all a part of, like, I can't imagine a house without a, a pet. pet. No. Yeah. I mean, it gets overwhelming, but I think it's because we have so many right now and we're in such a little space. But it's nice to feel that someone has to need on you. And well, like, I think it's nice to come home to that, too. Right. They're going to be like, oh, hey, how's your day? Wags tail and lick your face. They're always happy to see you. Right. And not only that, they have personality. Like, Sori is my big old grumpy old man that kills everything. My cat. Their presence. <laughs> their presence. That's what you say to not hurt their feelings. But Bucket is... An inside cat spoiled to the T. She would think like I, to go outside. <laughs> I just remember you saying you would never buy wet food for a cat. Because Sori and Isla were outside and their gourmet meals came fresh out of the woods. And then we got Bucket. And you go get Friskies. Not pate because she doesn't like <laughs> pate. And chicken flavor with very... With other varying flavors, because who wants to eat the same thing every day? But and that's where they get a lot of their water intake from, too. Cats do. Right. Whereas the outside cats get... Wet food and fresh chipmunk on a cold mornings. Yes. <laughs> yes. A mice a day keeps the doctor away. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. So... Keeps- like, for family structure, so you have, like, the nuclear family, you have same-sex family, and their ways that they interlude are, like, I wouldn't say completely different, but there's a lot of differences within them. For example, the wife in a nuclear family is more domesticated, it's more, I would say, ancient times, she cooks, cleans, takes care of the household, children, and male is breadwinner, head of house, and has that authority. <laughs> And for the same sex, I would feel like it's kind of equally shared of that. There's more of an equilibrium between household chores and, uh, I mean, there's always going to be somebody who makes more than another person. There's always going to be a breadwinner. However, I think the power over it and respect over it is kind of more shared in same sex uh, situations or even in like single parent. Uh, What was our family then? (laughs) Single parent. Mainly. But I was still the breadwinner. Breadwinner isn't a family structure. Oh, it's, it's not? 
No, oh, okay. it's just a part of being, it's like a characteristic of a family structure. Okay. It's just a piece of it. Right. So, which is like, <clears throat> I don't think pets would con- be considered a part of like a characteristic of a family structure. I think that they would need their their own subject because for a nuclear family, the pet, I mean, nuclear family, I think of white picket fence and a golden retriever. However, I think, I just think there's a different dynamic within. I don't think that they're, I don't know. I think there's more people. I think that the pets, like a family with a pet is how it should be worded. Like the out, the outer like kind of like nuclear family and then when you dive into the details you have the different types of like household with pets so you have like the crazy cat lady the reptile guy which is like the complete opposite of the cat lady hoarders um thank you bucket um horse girl you have those like acronyms for people um that carry certain meanings like when somebody says cat lady what do you think of Somebody with a lot of cats, or they like cats a lot. But it usually refers to somebody who's single, too. Probably mid-40s. Really? Yeah. Like, have you never heard of that? If somebody calls you a cat lady, like, you have a ton of cats, you're lonely, and you're 40 years old with no... And you're lonely, too? <laughs> why? Why Why does cat... Why, why does that have that association, though? Because I would hate to think that... Because, like cartoons portray it like why do you need 20 cats if you're not lonely (laughs) well if you rescue though like lisa does in florida that's not but she gives them away this person permanently holds those cats that's a hoarder that's a cat lady (laughs) that is a cat lady it's just like i think of a cat lady as somebody who rescues i guess is what's in my head but that would be a rescuer wouldn't you think like a foster family. What are we? We foster. We rescue. We we're keep. hoarders. <laughs> and we're hoarders. We're not hoarders, though. No, but we're. I would say, like, I don't know. We're just. But still, I don't think of. But I guess, I guess on a a TV show or something, that's how everybody's portrayed. It's like stereotypical. But that's how, like, the category... It's just like the nuclear family. You have the Brady Bunch. That's a nuclear family. No, that's not a nuclear family. I was like, that's not... That no. would be... No. There's a word for it, but I don't remember. Um, Integration. Uh, What is it? M- married with kids or whatever. Um, married with children. Yeah. That's a nuclear family. That is not a nuclear family. I'm not saying it's perfect, but it's the ideal family structure. Well, that's Man, true. wife, woman, child. And I don't... I they have they a, dog. a dog. I think they had a dog. Right. White picket fence. House. Crazy neighbors. Yeah. The whole nine yards. American dream. And so, with that, I mean, they're not perfect. Just like the crazy cat lady might not be lonely, but... It fits the stereotype and it fits the mold and media's got a way to interlude it. Portray it. Right. So, and like the horse girl, um, I think of like a socially awkward teenage girl that loves horses. Well, I thought of myself as a horse girl when I was growing up, but I was... And that would be correct. 
socially awkward. Well, you are socially awkward, but still, you you have that passion that... <laughs> That's what makes you a horse girl. <laughs> uh, like, I think of, like, in elementary school, there was that girl, Holly, I don't know her last name, but she had diabetes, but she absolutely loved horses. I could tell you all the different types and would always talk about horses, but nobody asked her to talk about horses. <laughs> it was always her main topic and go-to. So she always knew right. about that was her right. subject to talk about. And she wasn't necessarily socially awkward, but because she kept that topic up, it became hard to have conversations with her because not everybody's interested in horses. And... Then I had, you know, the girl in my college class two semesters ago who I would consider a horse girl, socially awkward, and she was really smart, had great, uh, she could keep up with conversations, but she would revert back to talking about horses all the time. And I don't like horses. I'm absolutely petrified of them. Don't enjoy looking at them. Don't like, just don't want them near me. (laughs) Don't like feeling that rush of anxiety but she would continue to talk and at first you know you try to you know like be polite and keep up with the conversation but it's to the point where that's all she would talk about and so when you're forced to talk about a subject you don't like well that would like be like me talking about snakes are you showing me snake videos (laughs) it's funny frog well see you find it funny i find it very petrifying but It's just not understanding, not being able to relate on a social level. Yeah. So that's what I go to horse girl is socially awkward girls. And I'm sure there can be guys that do it because I've never met a guy. And I don't know what would be like the person to do it. Because, I mean, reptile guy, I have your... Guy you work with, Jonathan, with all the snakes. That raised them. Yeah. And he had, he would go out and look for them. That was disgusting. (laughs) But that's how it was. I mean, and I can't imagine being married to somebody like that or having even a pet snake or a live snake in my yard. Right. And so you have the different structures, right? And then, like... You think of, like, a family. So, family is, like, the connection. People being connected together, whether it's biological, legal, or emotional. Like, I would consider my best friend, Nicole, family. Right. Because our connection is so strong. Uh, and I would consider you family because you're the one who birthed me. And there's biological. Oh, yay. <laughs> but I feel like we have connections. And so, therefore, it invalidate it validates the the family that we feel. So I have a really strong connection with my animals and I feel like I would consider them family. You see people driving around with, I love my grand dogs. I love my grand cats, um, which even further like justifies the development of how far we have come to include animals into the family structure. Um, when people buy that, I mean, right. It's merchandise. Uh, It's just like the stick figure family, and they even have, like, stick figure dogs. Right. So, it's just that need to include. Include. 
Even though the dog might not know what's going on, people still feel that because their connection is so strong to... Include. Right. So, there's that. And then I was, like, even thinking about, like, the physical aspect of everything. So, like, for humans, we have doctors. We have, um, like, midwives. Um, and so, like, I feel like the relevance to, like, midwives would be, like, breeders for dogs, you know? Like, even though a lot of people don't like that, a lot of people don't like midwives. Um, well, no, I'm thinking of, like, a... I'm thinking of some... Yeah, I don't know. But people... Yeah, I'm, I'm saying that right. Like, the relevance to midwives would be... A breeder, like somebody who delivers dogs, and I mean it, they they do it for money, but a midwife does the same thing. Rather, at, whereas like somebody who gets a degree with the babies, uh, a pediatrician, right, works with them, which would be like a vet. That's what I'm saying. Like there's like different areas and fields. Um, you have diapers for dogs. You have clothes for dogs accessories they go get their hair done they go get their nails you clipped. have cakes for dogs now you have cookies for dogs now stores pet smart right. pet wise different brands of dog food and like mama was saying like uh back then they never bought dog food right. there wasn't a, it was scraps, off, scraps the, yeah. off the table and your dog went running around the neighborhood free um and everybody knew whose dog that was Whereas now we have leash laws, we have microchipping, we have... Um, Everybody gets mad if your dog poops in your yard. Yeah, clean up after your dog. It's just very different dynamic. Uh, it's almost like... But it's almost like a baby because you have to have... You know, you have to clean up after your responsibility. Right. There's dog parks. Right. Muzzles. Um, so I think it is a big part of family structure and sometimes even with single people that's their only relationship that they have right well and like um, people will now uh, getting a pet is like a big thing Um, you see all those videos of like getting a pet for your kid and surprising them or like getting a pet for like your older pet to play with um, or to have companionship with right. you're gonna be gone and like what's weird and they is have like dog sitters people who like have kids like they have one and then you'll they'll usually have another kid for that first child to have a sibling too and people do that with their pets as they'll go oh i have one dog but he needs a playmate, you know, so they'll go get another dog. So that type of behavior is, like, extending into the pets of, like, what we do and how we kind of maneuver that. Um, have pet carriers, pet seat belts. You have laws protecting dogs. But I just dogs. can't imagine a family without a pet. Well, I mean, us without a pet, I guess I should say. Yeah, and, like, some people don't consider, like, pets family and that's like a really weird thing and it's a cultural thing I would guess because I think it's more like of a westernized concept we see sure we see dogs as like a domesticated well they eat dogs over yeah in Asia yes 
And they have festivals for it. Yes. <laughs> but, like, I'm sure people who are Buddhist, like, can't fathom why we eat cows, goats, and everything else. Because they believe in, um, what is it called? Horticulture, where you don't eat. No. Vegetarian. That's it. But <laughs> where you come back as like something else. It starts with an R. Reincarnation. That's what they believe in. So like ants, they won't kill ants, insects. Because that could be your mom or your dad. <coughs> <laughs> so they just don't, they choose not to do that and partake in it. Um, so I think there's that level of, I think culture's got a huge impact of it because, like I said, like, we eat cow. But we would have one for a pet. Right. But I wouldn't eat it. But you would eat the other cows. I eat hamburger. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I'm not asking what you eat. (laughs) Kind of makes you think about it, though. But I would never raise a cow to to go to slaughter. I could never raise a goat to go to slaughter. Like, I could never do that. Or have a chicken that would go to slaughter. <laughs> because they are my family. <laughs> you would see them as family. Yes. <laughs> right. It's just... Interesting little ways that they nitpick into the world that you create. Well, and like, even for example, when my older sister Ashley bought Xena and Kona for Silas to kind of replace the dog, my my nephew's childhood dog, which would be Izzy, because they look like her. And it wasn't necessarily to replace, but it was kind of to fill that void of him missing her. And so... Ashley, being Ashley, asked us if we wanted Mila. That way all the siblings could stay together. Which The we, ones that were left. Right. That way Mila wasn't by herself. without, And that's kind of like what foster people do. Is they'll be like, hey, do you want the siblings? Uh, so they stay together. Especially like when people adopt. Yes. So there's that kind of way to interlude it. But it is. It's very it's a very big part i think our family is very integrated with animals i don't think we can not be integrated with animals but i'm sure that there's some people like i could never live on on the grid where i had to hunt my own food and kill my own food you know one way or the other. Right. But there are people that do that, and it's okay. Or there's people that leave their dogs outside all the time, and that's just what they do. It's not what I would do, but they're not integrated. I mean, if they did it, like, I I think the problem, like, what I feel weird about is, like, if somebody were to tell me, oh, I leave my dog outside all the time, and it's on a chain, I, like, would completely, like look down upon that person because dogs need to run. They need to be able to exercise and, like, go. Um, but, like, if you were to tell me, oh, my dog stays outside all the time um, and they're not chained, like, they're free range, uh, 
I would kind of like be more okay with that. As I mean, I'm I'm assuming that they're provided shelter and food, water. Um, well, sometimes work dogs are supposed to be outside. Right, and I know some dogs like to be outside more. Like I was reading about, some lady was complaining that it was really cold, and her German Shepherd like would not want to come in because they love the cold so much. Um, and so it was like a battle to get her German Shepherd in the house. And so, with that, I kind of give, like, the benefit of the doubt. But if you just chain your dog outside, they can't fend themselves. They can't do really anything. They can't go to a shelter if they need it or whatever. Right. Yeah. And that's where I kind of... You're reducing your dog's mobility. Um, So, personally, I wouldn't leave a dog outside. Uh, But, I mean, for those who do, I hope it's free range. Like, free-range chicken, you know? Like. <laughs> yeah, until the coyote comes. Well, they have it's... shelters. Like, they go in at right, night. Right, yeah, yeah. Um, so, but we have toys for dogs. We have insurance for dogs. Critter True. care. Um, boarding, daycare. Now they have, like, exor- exercise vans with, like, little doggy treadmills built into them and people well we have dog walkers too that come to your house and dog sitters yep treats so it's not like like when we were little we took our dog with us because there was no there was no boarding you know what i mean like that Did was everybody like option. allowed dogs though like because they had to because there was no boarding yeah like there was never any I don't ever remember a hotel or a motel saying that we couldn't have a dog there. Um, But then again, I was a kid. Right. So, but it's like you said, too. There's motels that allow you to have dogs now. There's Airbnbs that allow you to have dogs now. So, it is part of a family structure. There's restaurants. Yes. beaches. Restaurants that allow dogs. So yeah, I mean, even in like the fast food industry, you have puppuccinos. Yes. Um, if you take your dog through the drive-through. Right. Yes. Um. Two a year ago, there was a Halloween contest for dog dress-up, and Hachi won. Yes. So it's like incorporating the holidays. You people apply dogs to the Christmas cards. Are they sit with Santa? Yeah. Just like your kid would. Yep. So it has become a very big... Part of the family, part of the process, part of living life. Um, It's just like the food we buy. We worry about, does it have greens in it? Right, with the dogs. Right. What's going to upset Hachi's stomach? What's going to... You know what I mean? Yeah. Before, we never worried about that. No, because he's a brand name dog. Pedigree. Kelly's a brand name dog and she can eat anything. So I don't think that has anything to do with it. Well, Kelly's Kelly, so. Um. But I do think that it's come a long way, that it is incorporated. And and they're making it more easy to incorporate it into your family life. Yeah. Because it was always before pets. Yeah. 
but now people like there's apps now that help you find restaurants that allow your dog. Well, people are even having custody battles over their dogs. Well, <laughs> okay. Um, but that dogs would be are a getting, really dog. They're using dogs for um, blood transfusions um, and other dogs, like people yes. with cancer and stuff. Not people, but <laughs> dogs with cancer. Yes. Um, to help save. Um, Instagram, there was like that little Pomeranian that's really big because he knows all those tricks. Yes. And he's like become the icon for things. Um, and YouTube dogs. That movie make stars. A lot of yes. Like Beverly Hills Chihuahua, Airbud, those little stories. And so, like, not only have so they've become a part of like our entertainment, um, family structure but it is it's i mean it's just like um lisa um when gay was having her aunt gay was having her um funeral and like on the picture cards whatever for like the memoir or whatever they put lisa's dogs as like the grand dogs on the memoir um to accredit like as her grand dogs right um because they've pulled in they've so structured yes they're very structured well lisa back takes them everywhere we gotta get them vaccinated yes sleep collars bathe them yes so they're very integrated into family structure yeah, they should definitely have their... I think people who have dogs, though, should have their own, uh, like, type of family. Like, so there's a nuclear family, there's same-sex couples, there's single parent, and then there's, like, there should... I don't know what you would call it, but, like, uh, people with pet structure. Uh, because they... I mean, people's mental health change, their health changes, it benefits them. Whereas well, it's like with Paul. With Paul, he has to take... So we out to walk. Right. And which is like why I encourage them to keep her because we knew it would make him. Get up and go do something. Right. Even though he complains about it 24-7. Right. He still has to get up and get out. And that, well, the end and of the day, the that's company. the goal. Yeah. So. So it's true. It's very, very true. But I don't know what you would call them either. I just, people with pets. Structure. Well, that would include all of them, so that would be good. Yeah. Or you could go cat lady, horse girl. (laughs) Grand dog lady. Hoarder. Foster mom. There's a lot. Yeah. So, well, that concludes everything. And uh, I hope that you see family as pets as well um, and how much that pets have actually integrated into our family structure, which is like even more outwardly affected the way our society performs around pets. Um, So thank you. Bye.